0: Esports have revolutionized the gaming industry and redefined the role of gaming in mainstream culture. In this episode of Uncommon Thinking, recorded at Advertising Week New York 2021, we join the world's most influential esports organization, Phase Clan, in a discussion around the intersectionality of gaming, media, and entertainment, and how brands are forging best in class partnerships to integrate the space in a meaningful way.
1: Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Uh, I first off just want to thank Advertising Week and UTA for the opportunity to to actually bring gaming and eSports to the main stage. This is clearly an exciting moment, I think, for for all of us. Um, Before we kind of get started, I actually just want to tell a story about the last time I was in New York. Uh, Roughly about two years ago, around the Fortnite World Cup that Nate was uh, competing in, uh, we uh, decided to host a pop-up down in Soho uh, at Stadium Goods. We're 30 of our talent, and uh, we're going to sell one t-shirt. A crazy thing happened. We thought we'd have you know 30, 100 people, 300 people, 500 people, and instead, 10,000 people showed up. Yeah. And at that moment, I realized what was taking place. The Creator mov- movement was really something that was powerful, and gaming content creators were coming to the forefront. So it's important to know kind of like what Phase Clan is and its origins. Uh, the company goes back actually to 2010 uh, with uh, literally a bunch of kids who met on Xbox. Uh, they had a love for Call of Duty trick shots. They uploaded uh, YouTube content. Uh, and you fast forward today, uh, we're the largest gaming esports brand in the world, reaching over 350 million followers. For those of you who are not familiar with FaZe Clan, we're going to play this short video. Okay, uh,
2: what's up? Temper.
0: show you guys my setup. stop.
3: There it is. That's your boy right there.
0: Up. Let's go, baby! It's the guts! The it's the glory! Yo, it's yo, the yo, championship to to the My My DJ, yo, get some victory, right here. when I'm the the lyrical flow. high and low. Are you ready for the, the, the hey. now, 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 now. Now, bass? My DJ, you'll get on the case. Now, back Are you ready for the My DJ, you'll get on the case. Hype with the light hard. No fuss on fighter. Get hype When I'm on the rhythm, you know not do stop. No, we don't stop.
3: Woo!
1: Yeah, let's get fired up. Run through a wall. (laughs) Uh, I've watched (laughs) that video probably 200 times and it just gets me fired up. Uh, If you think about the origins of literally a bunch of kids on YouTube to that uh, being the global lifestyle brand, now I want to take this opportunity to uh, introduce some of my fellow panelists. Uh, this is Nate Hill. Uh, Nate Hill is a, a Fortnite uh, pro content creator, streamer, a man of many talents. A little bit of talk- everything. Yeah. yeah, a little bit of everything. I uh, think we have Adam Bauer, who uh, works in the FAs clan as our head of partnerships. So uh, Nate, can you talk a little bit about your role
2: as a coming in as a professional gamer, and like how did that happen, your journey? Well, I mean, I've been playing games since I was, like four, and I think a lot of people that watch us are the same type of people. And it was kind of a dream of mine, which I thought was like a pipe dream, right? Become a professional gamer and make money off playing video games. And I just kind of put so much time into it and eventually started to see people make a lot of money from it or get notoriety. And I just kept going and going and going until finally somebody from FaZe, uh hit me up after watching me play in this tournament when it was a lot smaller. But he he was like really into it as well. So he saw us doing that. And then he picked me out of that. And FaZe hit me up. And I was like, obviously, that's the number one team I want to work with because, yeah, we're not just a gaming brand. We also do <clears throat> fashion. We do lifestyle like we just saw. And for me, that was like a huge, huge uh, I was like, "Turn on!" but of course, <laughs> that was totally. something I really wanted to be a part of. So that's how. So,
1: uh, being a professional gamer streamer, like, what is an average day for you? Average day,
2: wake up like 10 a.m.
1: Okay, <laughs> pretty cool.
2: <laughs> Sounds good. Must be nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, just have a coffee, do whatever I want, and then hop on stream for six, seven, eight hours, and you know, just play games, talk to my community, and yeah. So,
1: so, you, repeat. so you, I've always, uh, you, you, you're such a utility player. You can step into any role. Uh, talk about some of the brand work you've done, and how do you select and evaluate opportunities if you want to work with a specific brand? Like the, the, the brands you've worked with, like, you know, Verizon, Corona, like Nissan, G Fuel, mm-hmm. I've just seen you pretty much as the face of a lot of our brand campaigns. Like, um, how
2: do you evaluate like, how, do the, how that, that works? Uh, you, you just mentioned like a lot of really cool brands. So for me, personally, into the brand, and I have to really like it. Okay. Because I don't want to sell anything that uh, isn't personal to me or doesn't feel natural. Of course. Right? So, brands like you said, Corona, obviously, I've been drinking that for a while. <laughs> Nissan, great cars. feel huge in the gaming scene. Um, yeah, basically, it's just, like I said, it has to be authentic of to course. me and yep. our brand. Of course. Yeah. Uh,
1: so what does a brand opportunity look like for you? Is it a sponsored stream so if, uh, you know you're
2: on on stream 8 hours a day? Like what what is the integration and how do brands like evaluate that? So yeah, a lot of the brand stuff that we do it comes from my stream. So we'll do either like content pieces or we'll put up the banner and talk about the product on stream or Uh, Yeah, basically mostly through that. But also we'll do things like videos, like even little commercials. Maybe not the mainstream, normal stuff you see on cable television stuff, but you'll see it on our social channels. You'll see it on FaZe's social channels, theirs. And yeah, it's it's, it's pretty fun. Awesome. So you guys are are
1: basically, you and Adam are both fresh off of a a plane from London. uh, And I might have seen a bunch of photos of you guys uh, on the red carpet for the premiere of Dune. Adam, can yes, you talk yes, about sir. how did that happen? Uh, and then I want to I flip it to Nate, being like, what was that like being invited to the red carpet to stream and have every major
3: celebrity stop by? Adam, first. Uh, wow, I mean, so this started about two weeks ago. Um, we, we did one of our first premiere activations in the film space for No Time to Die. Um, we did a sponsored stream with uh, Daniel Craig came on stream, which was just such a huge iconic <laughs> moment for us. Um, Sorry, let me back up. All good. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it was <a laughs> big preview. Uh, yeah, I'm unscrambling my brain from yeah. London still, but uh, it was an iconic moment for us. Warner Brothers came to us, they took note of that, and they're obviously uh, Dune premieres today. Um, so they said, hey. We have this, this, this interesting opportunity in London um, to do something that's never been done before. We, we did a Twitch live stream from the red carpet um, <laughs> of Dune in London um, with the entire cast. So it was just what it really highlights is the crossover that's taking place between gaming and mainstream culture. That's been going on for a long time. But what's really unique about it is we were almost like a media outlet on the red carpet. And the reason we were there is because we bring something that no other outlet can provide, which is access to this just hungry audience, Gen Z youth culture, and really generating excitement for that film. So just watching Nate do his thing, um, he's live streaming and then taking breaks from live streaming with Zendaya and Timothy Chalamet. Zendaya. Zendaya. Thank you. All, I was doing that all day in London. Terrible. <laughs> um, But it was just—it just showcases the power of community and the fact that we have this authentic voice um, that no other org does. And so, you know, watching Nate uh, interview these folks was just absolutely incredible because he's talking to his community on Twitch, live streaming to 30,000 people, and meanwhile he has Zendaya and. Uh, Timothy Chalamet and the whole cast coming through and doing impromptu interviews. So it was a format we've never really done before. It was just a massive success.
1: So what was it like being on the red carpet in London? You're a professional gamer, super high profile, and you're just you know arms around <laughs> Zendaya. Uh,
2: what was that like? Uh, it was it was different for sure. <laughs> now I was there with another gamer of ours Mongrel who was like <clears throat> 17 years old so yeah. it was fun helping him along with it cuz a kid who doesn't really get out much and you know on the big red carpet with hundreds of photographers and lights and like thousands of people with their phones up trying to find some stars uh it was incredible like for me it was it was a big moment because it's so much different from the gaming scene that maybe you guys and a lot of people are unfamiliar with like we do other stuff and we we bring in other Interesting brands and uh, people, yeah. more so than just like the stay at home gamer people.
1: Yeah, I think that that's one of the misconceptions when brands are coming into the space uh, is more often than not they think about gameplay, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think more it comes down to is really about community and tapping into that. Mm-hmm. So, so, Adam, uh, running mm-hmm. partnerships at PhaseClan, I'm sure you, you have a lot of like best practices. Like, yeah. what, what is
3: taking place in gaming? Uh, and can you highlight a few just examples? Yeah, um, I'll start with uh, best practices. I think Nate hit it on the head. What's really unique about this world is authenticity is king. Like we talk about content is king, we talk about distribution is queen, but in our world, authenticity is what matters most. So the brands who are really doing it right are the ones who are leaning into our talent and basically asking them as the tastemakers and the movers of culture, what's cool? Like, what is your audience like? What are you into? And if they do that and they and they really partner, um, then we see success. And then when we don't see success is when it's the reverse of that. So, you know, with gaming, uh, I wouldn't even look at it as, as that category anymore. It's, it's really a mainstream activity. You know, uh, with Gen Z, these kids are spending 40% of their time consuming uh, games, whether it be playing games or, or watching games being played on, on Twitch, which still just blows my mind that that is something that, that happens at the scale that it does, which provides careers for, for guys like Nate um, to, and gives them an, a platform uh, to speak to you know, hundreds of thousands and millions of people. So um, what you're seeing is like this, this perfect kind of alchemy of where we are, our roots and origins are gaming and esports. But we've really evolved into this modern, digitally native media company, and and that's what we're building for for the future. Yeah, so I think I, I was on
1: Twitter about a month ago and I saw McDonald's change their handle to Phase <laughs> McDonald's. That's pretty cool. And it was up for a day. Yeah. Can you can you talk about how that even came to be? I mean, yeah. that's just so mind blowing to me that arguably one of the biggest brands in the world changed their social handle. Yeah. I mean, how do, you, how do you architect
3: that in real time? I mean, it's a special opportunity. Again, it's, 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 I'll go back to best practices. The brands who do it really well are the ones who really lean in. Yeah. And, and the idea of partnership, of really leaning in both ways, not just, where are my deliverables, where's my, where's my content? Um, so how that came together is, we had uh, the Call of Duty World Championships. We made a promise to our community and the world, and we basically said, if we win the championship, anyone in the world um, who likes this tweet uh, can be a phase member for a day. And so obviously we had you know, over hundred th- hundreds of thousands of people lean into that from our fan community, but watching McDonald's unprompted uh, changed their Twitter handle to Phase McDonald's was just this insane moment that I think, you know, I, I, I was at a conference a couple of months ago and the president of Marvel points me out in the crowd and goes, hey, McDonald's, that was awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, that was awesome. This was awesome. So, you know, those types of things I think just highlight um, the power of our fandom, the power of our audience, and the fact that you know, other brands that are world-renowned can can really benefit from from truly partnering. Totally. I mean, the thing that's really interesting coming into the gaming
1: space has been, like, the fragmentation that kind of exists within certain communities. Like, Nate, you have a very probably distinct community that differs from other people who play different titles, even platforms. Like, how would you describe your community in the scope of the much larger gaming audience? Because I feel like the one-size-fits-all doesn't really apply. It's like saying all sports fans are the same. Uh, right.
2: Which is just not true. Yeah. It just isn't true at all. Because I would, like your my community is a little different than just <clears throat> the hardcore sit-at-home and game type. I think they are very interested when I do more things like IRL stuff like we just did at the red carpet. Even just like biking around the city and talking to random people. They're very interested in stuff like that. So I, it's a very diverse group of people that are interested in a lot of things. So. Yeah, honestly, it's just
1: a little different. How do you communicate in chat with your community <laughs> while you're playing video games? Like the idea of multitasking—like I can barely yeah. like walk and talk and, and chew gum at the same time—and here yeah. you
2: are uh, multitasking. Like, it's it's honestly it's it's easier than it sounds. Yeah. Once you get good enough at a game, you just—it's like second nature. It's like riding a bike. So. Okay. You're just playing and reading. It's, it's, it's pretty simple. So, uh, I think the one thing that's always really interesting is just the relationship between
1: a content creator, streamer, and their, and their community. Like, it's really intimate. Mm-hmm. Like, these people know
2: everything about you. Yeah. Is that sometimes, like, how do you, how do you view that relationship? I mean, that's what keeps me going, right? Ah. Like, reading the messages saying, like, you changed my life. Like, I wake up and every day you may be happy. Like, stuff like that. It's really corny. I hate to say it out loud, <laughs> but that is the stuff that, like, really I, I enjoy seeing and okay. keeps me getting up every day
1: yeah so I have a moment uh, right at the beginning of the pandemic uh, you were paired up with marshmallow mm. and you did a live stream and you rated a bunch of smaller streamers like, oh, is, yeah. is that like one of your favorite moments
2: that you've had as a streamer rated not like we didn't rate them <laughs> I mean it's like we brought our communities over to theirs and like get them and money and stuff like that yeah uh, it's, I mean there's a lot of favorite moments but yeah playing with someone like that and helping out little people is is definitely
1: up there amazing are there specific pieces of content that you've done and we have an example that we can show here oh, in cool. a second we're going to actually see his acting skills oh, God. uh you know he, he is also a model a professional poker player a gamer and also apparently a very good actor so very good is very <laughs> strong words
2: <laughs> uh, do you have any particular pieces of content that you just love that you've done um i think the one they were showing it was really fun like obviously it I, at some point in my life, I wanted to do that, but it, it kind of got put on hold. So being able to do it even on like a smaller scale was really fun, so. Awesome, well I think we're gonna. Great. let's check it out in front let's of people. See, uh, let's see, let's rate his acting skills. Pro gamer from Phase Clan. I know. Of course you do, Billy. Now I've heard your cry of distress, and I'm here to help. It looks like you could use a super cool Phase Clan branded Skill Series mouse pad.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh wow! Wow, thank you. Oh, uh, there is also a follow-up video that we did, which is a little bit longer. It's you as, as the Flash, I believe. Uh, it's Steel Series superhero, some kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, m- m- multi-purpose. Uh, so we talked a lot about like your origin story. We talked a little bit about how Phase Clan came to be. Some of these match moments in, in New York, and just you know the, this creator, you know attention economy that we're seeing. It's just uh, it's really really impressive to just watch like the the traction. But like, what is the future? kind of entail for this next generation of streamers and content creators. I think you know, the ninjas of the world, everybody's like, oh, that's the first. And we always kind of talk to him about him as like the Neil Armstrong. He was the first of his kind uh, to go to the moon. Um, I'm curious about what you think about the future, and like,
2: like what does that look like for you? Well, Neil, Neil Armstrong was the first, yeah. but there's been plenty of trips out, out of space since. <laughs> and so true. It's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think gaming is literally at the forefront just now. It's still going to be keep getting bigger. Like it's going to be up there with real life sports eventually. I think.
1: Yeah, we were talking yeah. about uh, you know playing Fortnite and just like you've been playing this game eight hours a day for four years yeah. now. Yeah, too long. Yeah. <laughs> so like, how do you when you feel tired and you have a little bit of. Like how do you, you were talking earlier about more IRL content and I've actually watched some of your streams and he's just, he's cooking and drinking wine on stream. And I was like, this this is amazing. It sounds like a really good time. Uh, like how do you look at like the future of your content and how it will evolve um, as this thing gets bigger and as, you know, your longevity um,
2: is around in gaming? Uh, like you said, mixing it up, doing other stuff. Uh, like, and like you said, with yep. brands coming to you, Yep, I love that when they're, literally coming to you and saying do whatever you want yep make it let us do our thing and that hires engagement so much they're all out there listening to you right now yeah so. <laughs> it's it's great so uh, yeah just diversity and changing it up awesome yeah, yeah I think that that's a, a key thing especially
1: if you're entertaining your fans like how do you keep them engaged? Eight hours a day. You know, I've watched some of your streams for multiple hours. Um, so, you know, I, I congratulate on get on that. So, Adam, same question for you. It's just like, all right, gaming has arrived. It's a two hundred billion dollar a year business. Yeah. Like face kind of sitting at the forefront of that. Like, what what is next?
3: Yeah. Is, this, is this, Facebook's now in the metaverse, like yeah, apparently all of the above. Yeah, it's next is, is now really in, in my eyes. Like you're seeing it with activations like Dune being invited to to the red carpet, and what you're really what that is is it's the fact that we talk a lot about the crossover of gaming and mainstream culture, the crossover is past. Past tense because um, it's it's already happening. We're already here, and I think we traditionally talk a lot about content and talent and esports and gaming. Um, you know, for us, another really important thing is consumer products. That's like a pillar of our business. Like I'm wearing a jersey uh, from a collaboration we did with Takashi Mur- Murakami, um, which was iconic. And so those types of moments are happening because you're seeing taste makers and culture movers from other industries seeing what's happening in our sandbox and saying we need to be there we need you have something so unique we can't get to and so they're leaning in and so i think for us global expansion uh, the globalization of this industry is going to continue to take shape um, you said metaverse which is really funny um, like blockchain technology cryptocurrency or nfts that can be purchased and utilized in gaming environments is definitely going to happen, and I'm super excited for that. Um, you know, we've also trailblazed um, partnering, you know, in the worlds of sports and music. Um, so you're going to see, you know, what's what we started as, as gaming as a DNA really just expand into to kind of every format and, and every interest category um, that our fans and community want to see from us. And so
1: I guess this question you know.
3: for, for Nate, are you in the entertainment business? You're a
1: professional.
2: Oh one hundred percent. You're in the entertainment yeah, business. Yeah. Well, yeah, our kind of entertainment business, I suppose. It's not hundred percent there on the mainstream super celebrity level, but we're like right. Yeah. Right there.
1: Yeah, I think when I mean, I'm on your stream, and I watch you playing with Marshmallow, mm-hmm. uh, I've seen you do other other pieces of content where just like there's, there's mainstream celebrity. I think I saw Joe Buck commenting yeah, a game funny. of Nate Hill yeah. uh, playing Fortnite. And Joe Buck literally didn't really know how to use a computer at that right. time. He didn't know how to use Discord. And it was one of the most uh, captivating pieces of content like I've, I've seen. Um, so this crossover into into mainstream culture, do you see that it's already now like that's already happening? Or you think that Phase Clan is unique in that regard, or do you think that gaming in general is just a reflection of mainstream culture?
2: Like Adam said, yeah, it is. It's hundred percent already happening now. Like we are hanging out with celebrities. We have like one of the best quarterbacks of the NFL, Kyler Murray, just came with Phase uh, Juju. We have music people. We have Offset, Lil Yachty. Like it's happening already. Yeah. And then, you know, because this is an advertising uh,
1: conference, like Facebook is obviously one of the biggest players in the space. Uh, They're really looking at the social network and doubling down on this idea of the metaverse. I would argue that Fortnite is probably the only real standing metaverse that exists right now. What do you think about that? It's a lot of big
2: words. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, like you said, Fortnite is the game that kind of propelled gaming, I think. It really put it main stage where before it was kind of like, you know, like we were talking about, like kids in their basement by themselves and all that. But now it's mainstream, where people like Drake and uh, you know are coming to play with us, and they think it's cool now. Which that's the big thing: is that it's now mainstream cool to play video games. Totally, and I think that you know the the theme is really about the
1: role of like uh, content creators and. You know, I've actually seen it firsthand. I saw it in New York when I was here two years ago. If you put sometimes a, some traditional celebrity, sports celebrities, musicians, and you put them next to people like yourself and Faze Rug and Nick Merckx, uh, the celebrity, they're almost going to be more attracted to you guys. They feel like yeah. you're, you're attainable. Yeah. Right? Do, do you think that that's part of uh,
2: you know, the attraction for a lot of people watching Twitch streams? Is they're like they can relate to you? That's 100%. Like, like a lot of the alert is that we're normal people but they see us as celebrities, and they feel like they're connected to us because they watch us every day. They watch us in our own world and our own space. It's not behind the guise of like cameras, lights, and editing and all that. It's just real. So they feel that real connection. Yeah, are there any final words you'd like to share uh, just to, with all the brands that are in
3: attendance and, and watching on the live stream? No. Just thank you guys for having us. We're, we're really excited to, to, to continue to trailblaze the future of this, this space. and just get ready for what's coming next we're excited to work with all of you
1: (laughs) (laughs) well well, thank you guys really appreciate your time thank you
0: thank you for listening for more content like this or to learn about advertising week europe taking place may 16th through the 19th in london visit www.advertisingweek.com chaptering, and other structural elements for this podcast are powered by Snackable AI. With the ability to unify all content in one place, have AI distill the best insights instantaneously, and share them seamlessly, businesses on Snackable create more relevant value for their audiences faster than ever before. Learn more at snackable.ai.